Assalamualaikum Waalaikumsalam Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh Ezzah Mahmud Apa yeah, khabar? Cik Fikri <laughs> How are you doing? Everything good? I'm doing very good Alhamdulillah very good Never been better Subhanallah super Never been better? Wow that's a very strong yeah. way of putting it right. <laughs> What makes you say that? Um... I guess the environment here because we're currently planning to shoot a short film mm-hmm. uh, untuk untuk kelas lah mm-hmm. dan lecturer semua macam uh, semua macam tengok saya sebagai seorang penulis skrip dan director which oh, I feel like you are <laughs> interesting well, so, it is interesting like but you are a script writer and you are a director Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah and um, I guess in the class also my skill for writing um, short film script that I learned in diploma at UITM macam berkembang mekar terus saya boleh uh, menghasilkan uh, very productive masyaAllah ada 2-3 keping um, script yang saya rasa dah boleh shoot lah Alhamdulillah kalau macam sediakan 3-4 orang production crew dah boleh hasilkan satu short film script Hmm, okay. I mean, satu shot film <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm so happy to hear about that Alhamdulillah <laughs> Saya saya harap Alhamdulillah. Bahawa ilmu dan pengalaman awak Dalam bidang ini akan terus berkembang eh? And it's good to so, hear yes. that you're doing well And you, you also Spoke uh, we, we kind of message each other back and forth On WhatsApp Dan yeah. uh, Saudari Ezah baru-baru ini Berada di Belgium Yeah. yeah, saya ke Brussels, Belgium untuk menyertai satu conference um, anjuran um, style. Nama dia CILE, actually Center of Islamic Thought and Legislation. Oh. Dan dia, yeah, dari dekat bawah tu macam ada portfolio-portfolio tentang Islamic ethics lah. Dan salah satu cabang adalah mengenai art. Hmm. Dan uh, sebenarnya uh, dekat dalam tu dia tak dia macam mencapai kan dia ada banyak topik yang dia, dia bincangkan hmm. tentang gender issue tentang um, fatwa hmm. mostly Islamic legislation ethics lah tapi ada satu part tu bila salah seorang keynote speaker dia Tarik Ramadan hmm. he mentioned that how we really need to look back at the art and use that as part of our part of our macam mana daily thing yeah sebab absolutely. kalau tengok balik it's it's like Islam and art sekarang dah macam berpecah it's like two different thing but it's actually kita boleh assimilate and hasilkan satu yang bermanfaat untuk ni lah dihargai dan uh, dipelajari sebab Allah is al-jamil Allah is yang mahal cantik So kenapa yeah. tidak kan Betul-betul <laughs> Saya setuju Memang ada satu Perselisihan Di antara Mereka yang Terjebak dalam bidang seni mm-hmm. Dan mereka yang Lebih terjebak Dalam bidang Kefahaman Islam Dan sebagainya Kita Especially When it comes to Determining Apa yang kita boleh Paparkan Dan apa yang kita boleh mm-hmm. Cuba menerokai Dalam bidang Seni inilah ada banyak yang sebenarnya lebih ba- mungkin lebih banyak yang tak boleh daripada yang boleh tapi itu juga menjadi satu cara di mana kreativiti yang tertentu boleh 
dibahaskan secara lebih konstruktif dan, dan positif so it's, it's not all bad ke apa ke tapi saya setuju lah dengan apa <laughs> yang awak baru maklumkan lah tadi <laughs> apa yang Tarik Ramadan tu kata um, betul betul it's, uh, but you know what was Brussels like for you you know I mean I, I'm keen to know your, I'm keen to know your your thoughts on on the city and, and the country as well kerana ini kali pertama kan awak pergi ke Brussels Ya, yeah, pertama kali saya menginjak bumi Belgium dan Brussels, <laughs> obviously. Dekat Belgium, saya pergi dekat tiga tiga main cities lah. Satu Antwerp, the oh. whole city of Antwerp. Um, Brussels, city Brussels waktu ada conference tu. And I'm not sure I'm saying this right or not, but it's, it's Mach- Machelen. That's the ah, name Machelen. of the place. Yes, yes. So, ya, yeah, Brussels uh, secara um, general ataupun secara umumnya sangat... Uh, artistik lah Masya Allah Dia ada satu Angin European Yang saya um, Dia bukan saja Sepoi-sepoi bahasa Tetapi uh, Membawa satu nilai Estetika yang Unik dan menarik lah saya, saya rasa Berbeza Sangat berbeza Dengan Malaysia hmm. uh, Yang Membawa angin Nusantara Yang Very low Bukanlah low profile Maksudnya very Ada a sense of keaslian kalau kat sini hmm. although the sophistication is is everywhere hmm. tapi kita dapat rasa dia orang punya style dia orang ada dia orang ada pembawaan diri hmm. yeah. yang menarik ha, berbeza berbeza dengan UK saya, saya rasa lah lain yeah. sikit daripada yeah, there's always a, a slight difference that has to be noted lah. ramai orang berpendapat bahawa United Kingdom tu sebahagian daripada Eropah dan makanya orang British ni eh, uh, daripada, daripada England, Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland ni eh, makanya mereka juga European but a lot of people actually make a distinction between Brits and Europeans so it's there is that difference there dan it's good that uh, awak ada nampak lah satu perbezaan di antara mereka and but, yeah but that's good that's good uh, yeah I, I think The language also play an important role because I think French language is like macam Indonesian ke? Dia ada bukan dari sudut uh, kosa kata tapi dari sudut cara penyebutan dia sangat macam semangat saya tak boleh tengok orang cakap French dengan sangat Ah, interesting lah saya saya gay lemah sikit orang ada slang ataupun logat yang <laughs> romantis dan menarik ni masya-Allah. Actually you have a point there sebab berdasarkan <laughs> kepada apa yang saya tahu, saya rasa mm-hmm. memang orang Perancis uh, dan orang yang berbahasa Perancis uh, seperti di Belgium dan juga di uh, sebahagian daripada Afrika, uh, mereka ada satu pemikiran yang lain sikit dibandingkan dengan orang lain kerana misalkan kalau kita di mana-mana kan alright uh, and we ask for help okay we usually kalau tempat tu adalah tempat yang bukan secara aslinya tempat kita dan tidak menggunakan bahasa yang kita faham kita akan minta tolong dalam bahasa Inggeris lah alright the, the, the more international language tapi berdasarkan pengalaman saya memang saya ingat Perancis tu sebagai satu tempat di mana Orang ramai akan lebih cuba tolong kita kalau kita cuba berbahasa Perancis dengan mereka. And there's this sense of pride that is very strong uh, that comes through in the language in terms of kalau awak nak bantuan saya, 
silakan okay. cuba sedikit sebanyak <laughs> bertutur dalam bahasa saya. You know what I mean? And I feel yeah, that yeah. that is something that is prevalent amongst a lot of the French speaking countries and, and this this could be a part of that, you know. Uh, the 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 confidence and fluency in a certain language itu memainkan satu peranan yang sangat penting dalam kebolehan mereka secara lebih umum lah and and it's, it's interesting that's that's great that's yeah. great and yeah that's good okay i tell you what um yeah. we are here together today pada hari ini untuk berbicara secara lebih umum dan mungkin secara lebih khususnya mengenai sebuah filem right Yay. bukan bukan saja <laughs> films right tadi tapi pada hari ini Thoughts on Films mungkin patut dinamakan Thoughts on a single film Alright And It's a I think it's a very important film It's a very interesting it film is. It's a very Wonderful film in so many ways uh, A Malaysian film for sure Tapi yeah. Saya rasa kerana Ezah Awak yang telah yeah. lebih banyak Membuat persiapan <laughs> Untuk Episod kali ini I'm, I'm going to talk with you But at the, at the same time I, I want mm. to see You take the lead as well Because I'm sure you <laughs> Have so much to say about this Right? So yes. um, What what is the film That we're going to talk about today? Hari ini Kita akan berbicara Mengenai sebuah film Yang saya kira One of a kind lah Sangat unique Masya Allah Dan judul film itu Ialah
seorang puteri yang berasal dari Maja, Majapahit uh-huh. uh, puteri Retno Dumilah nama asal dia tapi uh-huh. uh, apa yang berlaku ialah puteri Gunung Leda jatuh cinta dengan Laksamana Hantuah pada waktu itu uh-huh. uh, Laksamana Hantuah ni kira macam admirer besar Melaka uh-huh. pada zaman Kesultanan Melayu Melaka waktu tu lah akhir kurun ke-15 uh-huh. dan apa yang dia buat ialah dia lari bukanlah lari teknikly lari tapi membawa diri ke Gunung Ledang yang hmm. berada di tanah Melayu waktu itu untuk bersama dengan kekasih hatinya Hang Tuah. Hmm. Tetapi pada masa yang sama um, untuk atas tujuan untuk menjalinkan hubungan diplomatik hmm. uh, Sultan Melaka pada waktu itu telah uh, berhasil untuk mewangi mewangi ni I'm saying hmm. uh, mengahwini uh, Puteri Gunung Ledang yeah. <laughs> uh, supaya dapat menjalinlah dapat menghubungkan kedua-dua um, kedua-dua empire pada waktu itu Majapahit dan juga Melaka hmm. tetapi Hang Tuah sudah macam mana Puteri Gunung Ledang tak mau dekat tak mau dekat um, Sultan ni yeah. dan Hang Tuah pula ada se- seperti yang kita sedia maklum hantu sangat taat yes. uh, taat yang bersungguh-sungguh kepada sultan hmm. jadi dia pun terpaksalah dengan tidak rela hatinya hmm. membiarkan puteri gunung ledang bersama put, uh, sultan melaka tetapi tetapi praktisnya ialah puteri gunung ledang dengan um, santunya menolak Actually menerima hmm. dengan santunya menerima lamaran uh, Sultan Melaka dengan memberikan syarat-syarat yang tujuh hmm. yang syarat-syarat yang tidak tidak yang tidak munasabah lah yang mustahil untuk uh, diperkenankan. Jadi setur, uh, sepanjang-panjang cerita ni kita dapat tengok lah uh, pergerakan cerita daripada buat uh, saat Puteri Guru Ledang uh, datang ke Melaka sehingga akhirnya um, kisah cinta mereka terjawab macam tu lah yes, yes. secara ringkasnya the, the last scene especially bagi saya satu scene yang oh. sangat you know uh, it, it just the moment when you thought that they're there but they're not there but you know oh. it's just uh, but we'll, we'll, we're kind of jumping ahead of ourselves right we're getting yeah. we're getting ahead <laughs> too far uh, too far ahead in, in the discussion um, before we get to that uh, overall um, you talk about uh, this film and obviously you are passionate about it tapi kenapa yes. awak sangat minat dan sangat suka kepada film ini pada saya uh, Puteri Gunung Ledang merupakan salah satu film yang mempunyai identiti yang jelas berbanding dengan <laughs> film-film Uh, Malaysia yang ada sekarang lah mm-hmm. dan, kita tak, dan uh, filem ni juga menjadi filem pertama yang uh, menggunakan bajet besar untuk menghasilkan sebuah filem epik lah kalau kita tengok selepas filem tu ada Viking Kingdom ada Rekayat Merung Mahawangsa tetapi berbeza sangat berbeza satu of course lah sebab bajet dia tak sama mm-hmm. dua saya rasa uh, Puteri Guru Yang dihasilkan dengan dengan um, uh, kesedaran estetika yang sangat-sangat-sangatlah tinggi. Hmm. Kalau kita tengok daripada satu satu sebab saya memang menyayangi bahasa saya dan saya rasa uh, uh, skrip yang ditulis ataupun um, 
macam mana? Dialog yang digunakan, dia orang guna pantun, dia orang guna peribahasa, dia orang guna apa lagi? Pelambangan, hmm. uh, bahasa istana. Dan saya rasa benda tu sangat, sangat walaupun kita nampak macam, oh ni semua macam very uh, bahasa yang untuk teater, bangsawan ke apa. Tapi bila tengok dia dalam cerita dan dipersembahkan dengan... Um, dipersembahkan dengan keindahan uh, kostum setting latar tempat latar masyarakat population yang uh, mengisi setiap mizonsin cerita ni mm-hmm. dia 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 unik dan mempunyai identiti ni salah satu filem yang saya rasa lebih bangga cakap oh ni dah filem Malaysia dan yeah. <laughs> saya so, uh, itu itu antara sebab lah saya rasa okay. kenapa jadi uh, apa yang dicerminkan dalam filem ini adalah sedikit sebanyak sebahagian daripada apa yang kita faham sebagai identiti dan budaya kita. Dan sedasnya, I agree with you to to a large extent. Uh, for me, bagi saya juga ini merupakan sebuah filem yang agak unik kerana walaupun uh, penerbitan filem di Malaysia ini ada satu kaitan yang sangat besar dengan teater bangsawan pada asalnya, tetapi mm-hmm cara filem telah diolahkan dari dulu sampai sekarang um, mm-hmm. ada satu cabang yang berbeza lah yang telah diambil oleh filem secara umumnya sekarang ni filem lebih menjadi sesuatu yang mencerminkan sebahagian besar dari masyarakat yang mungkin kurang fasih atau kurang faham dengan bahasa-bahasa yang lebih boleh kita katakan klasik tradisional right yang mm. you said earlier about Uh, mereka menggunakan bahasa pantun dan sebagainya itu itu memang satu elemen yang sangat menarik bagi saya dalam filem ini. Uh, what about the 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 big budget? Okay, you, you mentioned earlier uh, this film uh, as I can recall it costs sixteen uh, million, right? Uh, Uh, I, it depends on who you talk to because sometimes some people say 16 some people say 20 but for sure bagi pendapat saya ini merupakan filem yang termahal dalam penerbitan sejarah penerbitan filem di Malaysia ni mungkin the only other film that came close to it adalah filem mm. Vikingdom seperti apa yang awak katakan tadi mm. apparently mm-hmm. that film also cost around about the same so ah. so i i yeah but that that one nak kena bayar, nak kena bayar Dominic Purcell tu ni lah kan <laughs> the contract negotiation was you know i was in prison break bro yeah, so kita nak kena <laughs> rate dia tinggi sikit lah you know nak compare Dominic Purcell dengan M. Nasir as much as I love M. Nasir I, I don't know whether he made the same amount as Dominic Purcell did yeah. from the Vikingdom and, lah. and in fact Vikingdom is in Netflix I was like <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it was it is in Netflix now alright I was like oh okay uh, have you, have, you <laughs> have you watched it on Netflix <laughs> yeah Oh, you have? Watch it, watch it again. Yeah, just for the sake of uh, apa kerinduan terhadap film Malaysia okay. <laughs> yang ada dekat Netflix yang saya rasa tak bersalah sangat tengok sebab saya bayar. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Alright. Yeah. yeah that, that is uh, something very interesting because certainly Putri Gunung Ledang, uh, penerbit dia, uh, Jack, Jacqueline... Uh, Tiara Jacqueline Tiara Jacqueline I was about to say Jacqueline Victor Kenapa? <laughs> I was like, I 
<laughs> no, no, no. Oh, good lord. Tiara Jacqueline. I have it here. I have the, the the basic notes in front of me. Tapi macam for some reason, the word Jacqueline came out first. Um, and there was also a wrestler named Jacqueline before. So I, I'm getting confused. But Tiara Jacqueline, yang juga merupakan penerbit lah, one of the producers for the, for the film, did envision this film to be a new stepping stone, if you like, for Malaysian films to step outside of Malaysia to be screened not just in other countries around ASEAN, like Singapore or Indonesia and, and Brunei, but also outside of that, in, in different places. So, uh, in this regard then, adakah uh, awak rasa bahawa filem ini adalah filem sesuai untuk menonjolkan sebahagian daripada identiti kita ke dunia luar? Semestinya. Semestinya. Sebab pada saya, mm-hmm. pada saya kalau kita tengok balik trend sekarang lah, kalau saya rasa semua penggemar filem pun perasan macam uh, studio-studio besar Hollywood menghasilkan balik fairy tale, mm. like remake, uh, live action kan, Cinderella, apa Snow White and the Huntsman, Maleficent. Mm. Although itu nampak macam fairy tale cerita kanak-kanak hmm. tapi dia orang dia orang dia orang dengan um, confidence dan beraninya hmm. uh, nak menghasilkan action life film and hmm. of course satu sebab dia orang ada bajet tu dan dia orang ada uh, revenue yang cukup untuk menghasilkan filem jadi saya rasa kalau ini adalah satu satu perkara yang uh, finas ataupun kerajaan Malaysia kena bagi perhatian juga Hmm. Uh, sebab ni dah salah satu cara untuk kita apa memberi positif positif view of hmm. our own um, fairy, not fairy tale or myth but you can say it that way also then so mestinya yep. of course kita perlu kita perlu asalkan lebih lagi filem epic insyaAllah Okay, alright. Uh, this is another interesting part as well sebab uh, filem itu juga banyak menampilkan uh, we often look at it as uh, how can I say this? As a Malaysian film. Alright. Mm. But it is also uh, it's, it's not something that could be done without the involvement of our brothers and sisters in Indonesia. Right? Kerana yeah. ada ramai pelakon yang agak terkenal dari Indonesia yang juga termasuk dan terlibat dalam filem ini seperti uh, Christine Hakim, Alex Komang and Slamet Ra- Slamet uh, Raharjo and and Dian Sastro. Ah. Dian Sastro was Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. Although watak kecil saja tapi the fact that she's in there. <laughs> so go team Dian Sastro. Yeah. I, I thought your I thought your team Nicholas Saputra, no? <laughs> I'm team ada apa dengan cinta. So. Oh, oh, okay, okay, I see, I see. I thought, alright, bukan team team Reza Minhat tadi, eh? That's not you. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, well, I'm I'm sure you want you want to get on that team as well, eh? yeah. But he's he's uh, I think right he's writing the script right now, or he has written the script for the film Interchange. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, you you talked uh, the the one that you I'm, I'm mentioning this whole team hashtag team Nicholas Saputra ni sebab uh, Ezra wrote something of that nature on our Facebook post for those who are probably confused what we are talking about. So uh, just to inform you lah, the script for Interchange, which is currently shooting and hopefully will be done soon, uh, one of the script writers is uh, Reza Minhat. So. So yeah, so I guess after this is team interchange lah instead of just team ada apa dengan cinta, right? <laughs> so yeah, um, and the the film also stars in addition to Tiara Jacqueline and Emnase as the lead characters. Uh, we also have Dato Rahim Razali, uh, Adlin Aman Ramli. Yeah, he was the he was the Sultan, right? Uh, Sofia Jane was was in there as well. Kirahman. Right, uh, insane, insane cast. It is, like, it is. It's all big. This, these are big oh. names, you know. I mean, we we can't really underestimate the the kind of uh, star quality, experience, and talent that all these actors bring together. And, and there's also Sabri Yunus. And uh, I remember a couple yeah. of scenes of Sabri Yunus. Apa pelempang Jawa? Apa? Yeah, yes, yes. It's, Jawa, uh, Perempat Jawa Perempat That's Perempat right yeah. <laughs> So many different types uh, It's all it's all good It's all good But um, What do you think Of the casting Of the characters In this particular film Does it Is it something that fits Or do you feel like There were other actors And actresses That perhaps Could have been Given a chance In this particular film As well I think It's It's A very It's a It's a perfect combination To mm. be honest Like Sampai Walaupun saya mem, Bukanlah membesar Pada zaman M. Nasir mm-hmm. Menjadi hero so, I, I'm sure you You It's your It's your time right What like, is, Are you trying to say Something about my age Miss Ezzah Mahmud I cannot fail you anymore Can I Damn it <laughs> But Yeah Yeah I, I agree with you When when this film Was first announced And it was Uh, there was some discussion as to who might play the respective roles, and what what I find to be interesting is how dalam kepala otak saya saya tak boleh berfikir terlalu jauh daripada M Nasir sebagai hang tuah dalam apa apa saja pun sebenarnya. You know what I mean? Yes. I feel like amongst all the actors, even back then, way back in 2003, 2004, and even amongst the more contemporary performers in Malaysian cinema right now mm. say I, I cannot go beyond M. Nasir M. Nasir is Hang Tuah very much like Patrick Stewart is Professor X mm. you know when X-Men when X-Men was first announced you know there's only one guy who can play that role you know what I mean it's, and if there's anybody else who play that role uh, people be upset in a way so it's And it's also about kepala botak. It's, it's not even... <laughs> I mean, talent, yes, and, and those are not, but kepala botak, you know? So, in this case, of course, M. Nasir is not botak. Uh, he had a head full of hair there. Um, and Tiara Jacqueline as well, who performed very well. And she... I just felt like this was a film that kick-started a whole phase of... Not necessarily, not necessarily for Malaysian cinema per se, but Malaysian arts as a whole. Because even until now, you yourself were talking about, uh, I mean, off of the record lah. Earlier on, mm-hmm. uh, you talked about how they they were they are still performing Putri Gunung Ledang, right? True. Yep. Yep. 
Last weekend. Last weekend. Last weekend, is it? No, a few days ago, actually. There you go. At at the time of recording, just a few days ago, we're recording this (laughs) on the weekend of, uh, well, today's uh, Sunday, March 29th. So, just a few days ago, at the end of March. uh, Did you manage to attend the... (laughs) Any any performances? <laughs> I wish they have like I wish they like offer live stream performance, but no, it's like so far away. I'm sixteen kilometer away from Malaysia. Eh, sixteen kilometer. I mean sixteen thousand kilometer away <laughs> from where it is held. So yeah, I just saw snippets yang Tiara Jacqueline dan uh, PJR Infinity punya hmm. official Instagram account. And a few of my um, friends also attended, and it's like a whole new, different thing. Uh, kalau kita nak bandingkan dengan uh, Puteri Gunung Ledang dia musical and Puteri Gunung Ledang yang baru-baru yang uh, yang concert ni, uh, diberi nafas yang baru lah kalau musical masih lagi um, tidak jauh beza dengan uh, filem Puteri Ledang. Tapi yang concert ni seperti yang saya nampak lah ataupun yang saya baca. Dia ada sentuhan baru dia Costume is um, Way sophisticated uh, Sebab dia concert kan mm-hmm. Dan uh, dia, Itulah berbeza Dan saya rasa tu merupakan satu perkara yang uh, Menarik juga Sebab bayangkan daripada filem Dia boleh hasilkan musical Dia boleh hasilkan Concert Like a whole franchise of Puteri Gunung Ledang yeah. Dan pada saya, kita perlu lebih banyak filem yang macam tu. Kita boleh branch out ke benda lain. Yeah. I'm sure Puteri Gunung Ledang musical punya team like perform outside Malaysia tu, Right? If I'm not mistaken, they like have a, like a company of dancers yang bawa brand Puteri Gunung Ledang ni mm-hmm. untuk perform di film festival pada yeah. waktu filem tu keluar lah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, if I'm not mistaken, it was in uh, something that traveled around the region, and mm-hmm. there were some some of the actors from the films as well. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Adlina Manramli also mm-hmm. he was the Sultan in in the in the film, and and mm-hmm. he's also the Sultan in the musical. So it's not just Tiara Jacqueline, but also Adlin Manramli yeah. and whatnot who who got involved with this, right? Um, unfortunately, uh, some of the other performers like Alex Komang um, cannot uh, be involved with this because uh, unfortunately they have passed away. I think yeah. you uh, you were the one who reminded me of the fact that he was in Putri Gunung Ledang, right? Because yeah. I, I was sad that he passed away, but I completely forgot that he was actually in it. So... Yeah. How about that? You know, how about that? Um, <laughs> that that's, that's my bad. But we will we, we'll move slightly further beyond that. Uh, what do you think about um, the representation of uh, the different genders, if you like, uh, in in this particular film? Um, because it, this film is something that has been analyzed mm. by a number of different people. Any other satu kaitan sangat? kuat dengan research saya tetapi uh, secara lebih umumnya saya ingin dapat tahulah pendapat Ezah tentang uh, pemaparan watak-watak uh, gender yang berlainan lah wanita dalam filem Putri Gunung Ledang dan sebagainya um, adakah ini satu pemaparan yang lebih kurang sama dengan filem lain ataupun adakah ianya lebih 
berbeza dan lebih unik uh, dalam caranya tersendiri. What do you think? Aha, interesting. Saya rasa um, kalau men, me, kalau tengok filem ni, um, Puteri Gunung Ledang yang um, menggerakkan cerita merupakan seorang wanita yang macam mana? Dia, dia, dia empowered lah, very empowered, a, a very empowered puteri. Hmm. If you can say that, um, because she actually follow her heart and and uh, really go kejar impian dia untuk bersama dengan um, Hang Tua. Yes. Despite, although because the the fact that she ran away and uh, abang dia yang Gusti Adipati yang di yang dilakonkan oleh Alex Kobang mm-hmm. sangat marah dan like tak puas hati lah dengan keputusan dia tapi dia masih lagi dan satu lagi watak Christine Hakim um, yang menjadi macam penjaga kepada Gusti uh, Putri pada Putri Gunung Uh, the fact that dia ingkar arahan Gusti Adipati mm-hmm. Demi um, menyokong kehendak Puteri Gunung Ledang mm-hmm. Jadi saya rasa it's, it's uh, secara um, subconscious dia Dia info kita untuk go power dreams Whatever it takes Jadi itu satu representasi um, general lah uh, Wanita-wanita yang ada dekat dalam Puteri Gunung Ledang Tetapi mm. Pada masa yang sama, saya rasa um, watak-watak lelaki yang ada dekat dalam filem ni, contohnya Gusti Adipati, um, Sultan Melaka, Hang Tua, diorang dari satu aspek sangat idealistik. Mm-hmm. Maksudnya sejajar dengan watak cerita tu dan sejajar dengan um, pride dan ego diorang. Mm. <laughs> If I can say that. Um, dan... Um, Conflicted Like In in themselves They are conflicted hmm. So I think it's a balanced way of Portraying Men and women In this film Okay uh, There's another character as well uh, Namanya Bayan I think That was uh, Who was portrayed By Christine Hakim And uh, uh-huh. I Yes Was was she uh, If I recall correctly She Died Right Uh, in the film, yeah, she killed herself. She killed herself, like, right? But it was it, it was because it, she didn't want to reveal something about uh, Gusti Putri lah about the about Putri Gunaneda. She didn't want to reveal something about Gusti Putri. She would rather die than actually so called betray the the, the mm-hmm. princess, if you like, um, who is off on her, uh, on her journey of love, if you want to call it that. So. Yeah. A legendary yeah. love, by the way. Bagi mereka yeah, yang for for the foreigners, uh, for the non-Malaysians who are looking for this film, and then they're thinking, what is Putri Gunung Ledang? And then they try to Google, and it's like Ledang Mountain Princess. No, no, that's not the English title. The English <laughs> title is yeah. actually Legendary Love. All right. So that's uh, yeah, that's that. And yeah, um, that's yeah. that's the gender part and whatnot. Um, what are what are, what are the other aspects of this particular production that you wish to talk about in this recording session right now? The fact that the fact that the director is not Malay. Mm-hmm. So, so Tiang so Hin, Hin, yes. So Tiang Hin is a Chinese Malaysian mm-hmm. that direct this film, mm-hmm. and I think that's 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 an awesome 
elemen hmm. <laughs> to be honest it's a Malay epic yang uh, ada kesinambungan dengan tanah Melayu dan juga Nusantara lah basically sebab ada hmm. Indonesia juga dan mengenali So Jung Hin susah sebenarnya nak cari artikel mengenai So Jung Hin saya jumpa satu je kat internet hmm. yang saya share dekat uh, Facebook account hmm. saya dan mengisahkan mengenai bagaimana dia membesar uh, sisi, sisi personal So Jung Hin ni he's a pinangai I mean, hmm. dia lahir dekat Georgetown. Jadi, adakah dia itu sebabnya tak. awak mendukung so. Seo Tiong Hin dalam perbincangan mengenai filem ini? Kerana dia pun daripada Penang dan awak pun daripada Penang. All, all the all <laughs> the good stuff comes bad. from Penang, you know. <laughs> Yay! Go Penang! Although, having said, having said that, having said that, I will say this, alright? Yeah. Orang mua pun teror juga dah. Orang mua... There's, there's quite a, there's quite a lot of very successful film people who who came from Moa who comes from Moa. Um, there's this one guy I don't know if you've heard of him, Doctor Mahdi J Murad. Uh, and then there's uh, there's this other guy, one of the new newer names on the Malaysian filmmaking scene, uh, Difan Norman. Okay, his uh, his family is from Moa. So in in his case, uh, in in personal discussions with him, he has told me that. Moa is also like his kampung, you know, which is quite similar to me because I I also regard Moa as my kampung. I'm not born there and whatnot, but I remember a lot younger. I I would always, for the raya holidays, almost without exception, you know, go back to Moa, and you know, that's just it's just you know, a wonderful feeling right, to be in Moa. And and last at least for now, but not least, uh, Yasmin Arwah. Kak Yasmin Ahmad So Or Moa semua you know? So yeah, I think this is a Battle between Penang and Moa This year But anyways uh, All joke, all jokes aside You're, uh, you're absolutely right uh, Certainly Penang um, Has fostered Some very Well known people In the industry And, and So Tiong Hin Should be one of them But yeah. he's, he's not really Because Dia Setelah Film ini diterbitkan Um, beliau hanya telah uh, As far as I can recall Ada dua filem saja yang dia dah buat Which is Apa Kata Hati mm-hmm. And Hure Hure Which uh, I watched in the cinema uh, Some time ago uh, It's quite it's quite alright But the fact is That makes three feature films From the director of probably the most expensive Malaysian film of all time In uh, Over 10 years really It's, it's, it's an interesting rate Alright, and mm. we will probably discuss that in a short while. But you're, you're talking yeah. about how his race is something that that is interesting to you. Why is that interesting to you? Um, it's it's hard. I'm not sure because I have also limited knowledge in it. But in in this, but uh, I can't recall any other any other Chinese Malaysian that that direct. Like a feature Malay, like full Malay film. Yeah. And I have a watch Hori Hori. Sebab so, waktu saya, saya rasa, saya ingat uh, Apa Kata Hati is the last film yang dihasilkan. Hmm. So far, buat masa ni. Jadi, uh, itu menarik. Dan, um, dia dia macam mengemphasizkan lagi lah kesatuan Malaysia ni sebenarnya. It's, it's we, we can we can assimilate actually. Hmm. With our culture, learn each other, understand each other, 
It's not about you know <laughs> tak puas hati tu tak puas hati ni so it's always about <laughs> tak puas hati tu tak puas hati ni apa kata hati tak puas hati itu kata hati so I, I, I see where you're coming from there's a part of me that feels slightly disappointed by this because uh, the very fact that bila kita berbicara mengenai So Tiong Hin ini kita masih menganggap beliau sebagai seorang uh, Malaysian Chinese atau seorang Cina yang buat filem Melayu and and I can see the logic behind that and I understand that tapi kadang-kadang saya rasa macam tak boleh ke kita menganggap dia sebagai orang Malaysia buat filem Malaysia ataupun tak bolehkah kita menganggap dia sebagai pengarah filem yang buat filem sahaja you know ada adakah uh, kita perbincangan mengenai seni dan filem dan sebagainya di filem di Malaysia ni menjadi sesuatu yang terlalu terikat dengan race bangsa agama uh, mm. and, and all this other stuff I want I want to say bahasa but I think I've said that before right so yeah. um, that's that's exactly what the article um, said like uh, article tu dia orang interview So Tian Hin mm. and he was like kenapa tidak <laughs> I mean like why not yeah. so because he grew up with dia cakap dalam artikel tu mendengar Anita Sarawak uh, apa like like okay je it's it's part of who he is jadi betul lah I agree with what you said alright so that's that's something that I hope we will at the very least consider in a more critical fashion bagaimana kita memberi label yang tertentu kepada orang Malaysia lah atau manusia lah as a whole right? it's, it's a human yeah. being and and more to the point um, again we we have a tendency of conflating the film uh, or the product with the professional and with the person dan bagi saya saya rasa kadang-kadang mungkin itu bukan satu pemikiran yang cukup konstruktif kerana secara umumnya saya rasa the film is not the filmmaker is not the person you know it's, it's there are different levels of, of different things uh, at play here okay true so yeah so he he is a he remains a unique presence uh, in in the malaysian industry and not just because of his race uh, true. interestingly uh, one of the writers also for the uh, script Oh, mm-hmm. Putri Gunung Ledang adalah mm. Mamat Khalid. Yeah, Mamat Khalid. What, what do you what do you think about that? I mean, you are aware of Mamat Khalid as a writer and as a filmmaker, dan kita mungkin telah banyak menikmati filem-filem beliau yang telah diterbitkan semenjak dari zaman itu. Tapi, how does how does uh, how does it match for you? Apa, apa pendapat awak tentang skrip yang yang ditulis oleh Mamat Khalid ni? To be honest, is it you too? I just say, cari, say research on that film. Ni say some for a, a a few like a whole chunk of daripada waktu film ni terbitkan sampai lah saya cakap tengok balik film tu sekarang saya tak tahu mama kali yang tulis skrip. Tapi saya rasa macam, wow, biar benar sebab mengenali film-film yang dihasilkan atau ditulis oleh mama kali hmm. very satirical, very urban, very contemporary. Hmm. Dan bila dia twist masuk je dekat dalam uh, mood <laughs> penulisan sastra ni dengan pantun peribahasa menarik kombinasi yang sangat uh, <laughs> macam mana taklah mustahil tapi jarang-jarang uh, boleh diterima <laughs> oleh saya <laughs> mungkin sebab 
inilah estetika penulisan um, penulisan skrip ni ataupun dialog-dialog yang di, dimasukkan dekat dalam skrip ni sangat sangat hmm. sangat sastra <laughs> bahasa dia sangat indah dan hmm. <laughs> itulah saya mungkin kena study Muhammad Khalid lagi lah Yeah, it's actually it's actually something that a lot of people dismiss but I do believe Mamat Khalid is uh, a genius in his own right with regards to the writing of uh, certain scripts and the making of certain films I I do feel that the kind of comedy yang dia buat sebenarnya is is not something that anybody can just do you know there's there has to be an innate understanding of the language that you intend to use on screen in order to manipulate it or or to rework it or reuse it for your own purposes you know it's it's not as simple as oh any film lawak melayu you know there there are many different kinds and a mamak khalid uh, mamak khalid film is a very did i say mamak mamak khalid well whoops um there, there's a subconscious uh, speaking out there uh, anyways uh, a mamat khalid film has its own unique brand and and signature dan beliau merupakan seorang yang pandai bermain dengan filem nilah filem nah, bukan filem nak bermain dengan bahasa untuk menyampaikan sesuatu yang lebih terselit so i myself um, i watched pertengahan dadang a long time ago I didn't really think much about the filmmakers or the scriptwriters, and and since then I've watched a lot of the films by Mama Khalid, and I feel once once I realized that dia juga terlibat dalam proses penerbitan filem ini, saya juga terasa macam huh what? But then I realized yeah, there's there's more than meets the eye, at least in the case of Mamat Khalid and his involvement with uh, Putri Gunung Ledang. On a side note, before we move on to the next part, uh, just on a side note, uh, So Tiong Hin himself, uh, he, uh, he co-wrote the script uh, with Mamat Khalid, uh, uh, apparently, uh, officially speaking, and this is uh, something interesting because this is the first feature film for the director to direct. Yeah, true. Right, and... It ended up being uh, one of the most, if not the most expensive Malaysian films ever made. And uh, what, what what do you think about that? You, do, when you watch this film, mm. did you, for yourself, did you see this being the work of a first-time director or not? Mm. Or a first-time feature film director or not? <laughs> Hmm. Good question. Hmm? Tak sangat eh. It's, it's... <laughs> like tak rasa macam tak because uh, it's it's the film just gel to mm. be honest and um, mengenal ataupun membaca mengenai So Tiong Hin he has a long long years of track record of making like commercial. Yeah. Because he started with that. Yeah. And he has like, his own. Yes, he has his own company, right? Film school. Dia memang generasi yang okay. Start daripada <laughs> assistant ke dekat you know assistant kepada director crew and grow slowly and evolve slowly into becoming what he is. Then, saya rasa kita nampak lah years of experience tu ter 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 ter, ter uh, pancar di dalam filem dia. Kalau kita tengok macam very tak tahu lah, saya rasa choice of shots and choice of um, 
mizan scene yang terhasil dalam filem ni sangat finesse sangat hmm. tak tahu lah uh, menarik lah nampak yang macam years of his experience is actually on screen yep absolutely yeah, and and, okay. and this is where i think we we need to consider as well how uh, transplantable all right mm-hmm. uh, if, if i can be if i can be permitted to use that word yep. storytelling techniques are across different media different forms of art yeah we we yep. tend to look at film as film short film as short film and True. advertising as advertising and then going beyond that you know photography as photography tapi I think in a, in the last uh, session that I had with some uh, fil- some young students who wanted to learn more about filmmaking, uh, mm. a lot of them said that they don't know about filmmaking. But I tried hard to make them aware mm. of the fact that they're not coming in completely blind. They're not starting mm. from zero. So, but ada ada banyak. Ada banyak cara yang berlainan untuk menyampaikan cerita-cerita tertentu And it's never just a case of starting completely from zero uh, You always know something, you always have a story to tell And I think this is a perfect example of how we should look to those who wants to make films Number one mm-hmm. And also number two Kita sering berfikir Where's the next filmmaker is going to come from? Uh, where, where's the next great film is going to come from? In essence boleh datang daripada mana-mana sahaja kerana apabila kita fikir tentang filem sebenarnya pada dasarnya ianya cerita yang disampaikan kepada kita so it's a matter of trying to understand the little things with regards to mise-en-scene the language and what not untuk memaksimaiskan lagi apa kita ingin sampaikan tetapi if you already have a story to tell i think that's already the first step being taken and yeah this is very very important very interesting for us to consider so yeah yeah so we will we'll move on from the director who is a very unique presence uh, yeah. in in Malaysian cinema as a whole what what are, what are the aspects of this film do you want to talk about definitely the editing of it yeah <laughs> i think yeah the editing of it um although what mungkin pada pada sesiapa yang tengok filem ni di pertengahan cerita kita rasa macam kita rasa macam banyaknya bercakap tak ada action pun. Hmm. Um, boleh boleh like uh, tengok lah filem tu sebab so, istantar like, hang tua like action action uh, scene berlawan hang tua dan orang-orang di pelabuhan belakang dan pasu macam tak ada apa sangat dekat tengah-tengah dan akhir nanti baru ada perga perlawanan um, hang tua dengan Gusti Adipati tapi pada saya dia memang dengan dibentuknya sebegitu rupa kita dapat aspek lah yang filem ni sebelah sebenarnya mengangkat uh, tema yang lebih luas daripada action film tema dia lebih kepada percintaan hmm. dan darjat dan pangkat kerana raja dan rakyat itulah secara uh, generalnya dan Uh, sound sound effects filem ni dan visual effects filem ni uh, saya rasa memang seiring lah dengan bajet filem ni sebab kalau dengar je filem ni truk sepanjang-panjang filem kita boleh dengar bunyi gamelan bunyi mm-hmm. seruling yang mm-hmm. seiring dengan of course lah seiring dengan babak tu tetapi memang membawa kita secara 
secara audionya membawa kita uh, ke zaman Melayu Melaka. Hmm. Saya rasa benda tu benda tu ni ah patut diberi penghargaan lah. Sound design dia masya-Allah power-power. Sound design dia uh, buat saya rasa macam is new terasa present sound design di situ. Yes, yes. Um we you talked earlier and just just to backtrack a bit you talked earlier about the editing right um yeah. the, is there any particular scene like one specific scene that you can point out as a really strong example of the editing i have an example in my head but i'm just wondering whether you have the an example uh, of your own that sticks out i i always love the scene the ada dua scene yang saya saya sangat suka mm-hmm. um satu scene yang Berlawan, perlawanan sinuk yang first tu hantuah dengan ah yes mana pun macam selalu aja hantuah lawan tapi dia buat saya terasa macam ini silat ataupun ni lah seni tempur silat ni hmm. <laughs> sangat menarik ya lah, sangat interesting dan satu lagi scene bila uh, waktu Gusti Putri hmm. atau Puteri Gelendang datang ke Istana Melaka untuk menghadap Sultan Hmm. Melaka waktu tu uh, The underlying of um, Tujuh Tujuh um, Apa nama benda tu Tujuh Tugas Tugas Tujuh permintaan Tujuh permintaan, tujuh permintaan Saya bawa saya saya nak kata homework <laughs> Ini, ha, Homework yang awak kena buat Kalau awak nak Nak, nak Apa Nak graduate ke hati saya Wah <laughs> Alright boleh juga uh, yeah, dan yeah. Uh, scene tu saya rasa tension yang berjaya uh, pas cik editing team dia buat untuk make a parent the the inner sense of Putri Gunadang and Sultan Mahmud time tu hmm. uh, dengan dengan dia punya visual effects dia dan kalau tengok benda tu cik, I wish they had like a 3D back then Is it? I'm not sure whether this is They have a 3D or not But I'm sure that scene will The 3D If if it's in 3D It'll, it'll stand out Right mm. Yeah uh, I, I, do, I do agree I, I think at that time 3D was not It was available Sebenarnya 3D ni menjadi Satu trend hanya selepas filem Avatar yang berhasil uh, yeah, yeah, betul-betul menunjukkan kepada orang ramai bahawa memang ada market ada keinginan yang agak kuat oleh uh, ramai orang untuk menonton filem pakai cimata 3D because before that there's there's a stigma against 3D films dan biasanya uh-huh. 3D films tu ramai uh, orang hanya menikmati mereka di uh, theme parks or amusement parks right yeah. so it's you go and take a ride Um, like on the Jurassic World or Jurassic Park punya ni ke apa ke you know uh, the point is yeah. is very stigmatized and I think at that time mm-hmm. um, walaupun teknologi tersebut sudah ada tetapi ianya tidak menjadi satu pemikiran yang serius bagi ramai penerbit filem pada masa itu sama ada di Hollywood atau di Malaysia so this would have been one of those films that would that would benefit and that would be very uh tak kena sedih. Uh, very visually enhanced. Okay, kalau kita tengok filem ni dalam 3D, tetapi I think uh, that's one dream that you are going to have to give up <laughs> because it's probably yeah. not going to happen. And but but moving on 
from that, uh, my example mm-hmm. that I wish to share with you is the final scene. Right? It's, it's a very... Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember this final scene. Ah. You remember the final scene. The final scene yeah. is basically of uh, Hang Tua. Uh, I think he's uh, standing on the edge somewhere uh, on top of the mountain, if I'm not mistaken. And it's, it's, it's a kind of conversation that he has yeah. in a way with, with well, Gusti Putri. But it's more of the bisikan hati dia, you know, uh, or, or something like that. Uh, it's not really an overt conversation because Gusti Putri is not there, yeah. so to speak. But we felt as if she was there. And then there was one moment where macam dia toleh saja yeah. just before she, he turned to see is she, is she there? And uh-huh. We ourselves, kita sendiri pun rasa macam eh, Oh, you know that and that that feeling is so difficult to get. It is so difficult to actually tease the audience into Yay. thinking and feeling something to lead them on, and then to take it away from them in a way that does not make them feel stupid. Faham tak? Yeah, it's yeah, easy yeah. to it's easy to just put in a twist. It's easy to just suddenly oh tiba tiba dia tak ada. You know what I mean? But yeah. to to play around with our emotions in that way, I have to credit the editing because the the amount of time that we spend mm-hmm. on each shot, right, mm-hmm. from one shot to the next, the, the the footage was put together very well enough to create mm-hmm. some ambiguity, but at the same time also to make us feel eh, the other one, you know, and mm-hmm. and when kita sedar bila kita sedar bahawa dia tak ada, boom. You know what I mean? Then, yeah. then we we get that that big emotion in in our hearts. You know, kita betul betul rasa. And this is the part that I would credit uh, largely to the to the editing. Uh, of course, there are other elements involved, right? But I feel that the editing of this particular scene was very very well done. It was very important, very difficult to get right. But also very important for her not to mess it up. And I say her because the editor of this film is a lady whose name is Kate James. She is an Australian based in Malaysia. And she, in fact, she's been here for quite a while. And she's worked on a number of different films, including the Apakata Hati was one, uh, directed, as we mentioned earlier, by uh, So Tiong Hin. Lagenda uh, Budak Setan. Okay. The Red Kebaya. Oh. Have you heard of The Red Kebaya? Yes, of course. I should did that. Oh, The Red Kebaya. Lagenda Budak oh. Setan 2. Uh, untuk 3 hari. Karipap-karipap uh, karipap Cinta. Okay. <laughs> okay. And wow. uh, Hanyut. Alright, oh, she, yeah. She edit Hanyut. Yeah, no one did like nama dia familiar. Because yeah. I know she... I, I've, I've watched Hanyut. Hari, um, what, few years back Bila Uwi datang buat screening Dekat UITM Oh, he did that? Yeah, yeah. Damn it you, wait, Were you there? I, you were... I don't know If it's a few years ago I, I would still be at UITM I, I think I would have known But this must have been One of those things Where I have missed The memo So Oh yes, I remember <laughs> This is when we did A short film with the um, Students from Ohio State University so, uh, we had yes. a session. Yes, I remember that. 
Yeah, yeah. And you had a reception. Sorry, say that again. Okay. You had you had a reception for the Ohio State University students. Yeah, the Ohio, like Ohio State University students that came to UITM um, for their uh, like final year short film. Mm-hmm. And I remember during we watched the film, we have and then we have like a discussion discussion. I mean, sorry, discussion session mm-hmm. uh, with the <laughs> with Uwe and one of the students from Ohio asked question. So yeah. So it was during that time, December okay. 2013? No, it's not yep. 2013, it's 2012. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, December 2012. Yep, yep. Allah, Allah, Muni. <laughs> yes, uh, so Kate, Kate yep. James is the editor for Hanyut and also for Putri Gunung Nedang. So I find this interesting, sebab sebenarnya berdasarkan pada apa yang saya tahu, tidak begitu ramai expatriate lah ataupun uh, Ahmad Saleh atau Minah Saleh <laughs> yang uh, by the way I always pity uh, orang yang nama dia Ahmad Saleh in the sense that uh, orang selalu mungkin panggil dia Mak Saleh so, and, and not mean it in in the sense that they mean his name so and I find it interesting because generally speaking tidak begitu ramai orang yang bukan orang Malaysia yang bekerja secara consistent di dalam industri perfilman Malaysia and and I think that's pretty cool and yeah and she's she's the editor of Putrigunan Nedang right so yeah and yeah so so well, what what else uh, what are the aspects of this particular film should we consider do you think I like the fact that they use wild, not wild animal. They use a lot of animals in it, like macam kuda, kambing, gajah pun ada. In fact, mm. so like it and and I guess that's that's what the script wants, mm-hmm. and that is for the sake of making um, the the film look real as real as it is during time too and seiring dengan budget juga hmm. dan kalau kita tengok bukan nak banding kan tapi kalau kita tengok kampung uh, pelabuhan Melaka yang ada di dalam Pulau Gunung Redang dan juga <laughs> yang ada dekat dalam Merong Mahawangsa ataupun Vikingdom hmm. terasa lah berbeza dekat situ terasa yeah. production I was actually initially when you said um, they did the Vikingdom is as 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 expensive as Portugal. I was like, eh, betul ke? Because mm. <laughs> it doesn't feel like that. To it be honest, like that. okay. That's what that's what I feel. Yeah. And it doesn't as it doesn't level up to the props to the art design of Portugal. Hmm. Yeah, this is something that we have, we do have to give credit to the production team lah of Putri yeah. Ledang. I think the person who's involved as the production designer is uh, mm. someone who's named as Has, Hasnizar Ifnin, right? So this is something that that we should uh, give credit to lah because a lot of films yeah. are sure. are not made with with such grand ambition. You know what I mean? They are, they are not as promoted with such grand ambitions either, right? Okay, going beyond the production design, for example. I remember mm-hmm. for this film, bila ianya ditayangkan buat pertama kali di Kuala Lumpur, 
okay. Saya pada masa itu agak sering jugalah Guna jalan bangsa Dan hmm. jalan bangsa di Di tepi jalan bangsa tu on, on the side of the road They have a number of different uh, Tiang Yang okay. orang boleh beli dan dan jual Commercial lah right? Basically you put a poster hmm. there For 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 films ke. Nowadays it's, it's for films And for, for other events and what not Mm. What's interesting for me was mm. at that time they used mm. character posters, right? Uh-huh. Which means that each single poster had only one character. So you would see Gusti Putri, and then uh-huh. you would see, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, it said Tiara Jacqueline sebagai Gusti Putri, you know. Uh-huh. And then the next poster was M Nase sebagai Hang Tuah. And then the the one after that would be something like uh, Rahim that uh, Rahim Razali sebagai apa bendahara kan? Datuk bendahara. So that was for me. It was so unique, and it was so unique because I have not seen that in a lot of. Malaysian films as as to how they are promoted. Biasanya banyak kebanyakan filem Malaysia dari segi promosi, promosi dan marketing. Um, it's just one or two posters and that's about it. A teaser poster, that's about it. You know, I, I the grandness that you see from having character posters is something that is usually reserved untuk filem-filem seperti Lord of the Rings. Misalnya, yeah, ataupun filem X-Men uh-huh. Okay, I have seen those before But I have not seen those For Malaysian films Putri Gunung Ledang bagi saya adalah filem pertama Yang saya nampak di mana okay. Bukan saja filem ni nampak Macam filem mahal Tapi cara ianya dipromosikan Cara ianya dijual Kepada orang ramai uh-huh. Kita dapat rasa bahawa ini Bukan satu filem biasa Ini uh-huh. bakal menjadi pengalaman Luar biasa yang kita hanya akan dapat menikmati sepenuhnya di panggung wayang. Right? And I, and it was very effective and it was very successful in the sense that uh, I don't think it made back the money that uh, the production team spent on making the film. But I think for four weeks in a row, it was the number one film in Malaysian uh, in in Malaysia at that time. And I think there were there were a number of different factors involved, such as uh, the fact that it was released, I think, around the time of Independence Day, right? Uh, pada hari yeah. Merdeka, on the 31st of August. Ten, yeah, yeah, it was released 25th August. 25th August, that's right. So yeah. in, in the yeah. week leading up to uh, Hari Merdeka, you have this wow. sense of, macam, you know what, let's go and watch yeah. this Malaysian film, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a yeah. proper name. In, in fact, I'm told, uh, just a very brief research prior to the start of mm-hmm. today's episode, mm-hmm. I did some research and it turns out that they released it again last year. Yeah, I remember, yeah, 10 year anniversary of Shikunoleda. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Again, This is something yeah. for for us to consider. Berapa banyak filem yang telah diberi anugerah ini untuk ditayangkan sekali lagi. This is freaking fantastic. Simply because, <laughs> simply because, yeah. filem ni, I cannot find it. I cannot go into a DVD shop and and buy the DVD. I cannot. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, have you have you found it? Have you tried to look for it? Yeah. 
Alright. I haven't bought it, but I, yeah, I found it. KLCC. In KLCC. I've never... Yeah. Uh, I remember when it was released. Uh, uh-huh. And then uh, sometime after that, they released the VCD. And then there was the DVD. Mm. Right? But yep. then after that, that's it. That's right? it. And, and what I mean by this is, I have seen it. But right now, I want to look for this film that is the most expensive film that we have ever produced. Mm. Dan saya... Tak jumpa mana-mana saya pergi bila saya ada di Malaysia dan uh, go tak jumpa, alright? You, you as I said, this has become a, a pop culture thing, alright? It has grown beyond being just a simple film. True. Alright? It has become a point of reference for many people with regards to certain things with regard uh, about the portrayal of, of Malay identity and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. Okay? Film paling mahal. And yet, I cannot find mm-hmm. the DVD. And that's, for me, uh, in this day and age, I felt like this is something that should be addressed because I would love to watch this again properly. Mm-hmm. And when I say properly, yeah, I don't mean on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, watching this film mm-hmm. again in preparation for this uh, uh, recording of this episode, mm-hmm. the only copy I could find was on YouTube. And... It wasn't a particularly good copy, but still, it was something, you know, because the alternative mm-hmm. to that is nothing, at least for me. Mm-hmm. So, I, I felt like perhaps things uh, could change, and maybe as we speak tentang issue ini, mungkin Infinity mm-hmm. Productions, which is the... Is it Infinity Productions? Yeah, Infinity Productions, right? yeah. Um, mungkin Infinity Productions, but no, they're, they're actually making the DVD copies of this film right now. Eh? I don't know, <laughs> right? But... But the fact is, uh, it's not as easily accessible. And I feel that for a film of this stature, it should be. Because, quite frankly, ini merupakan sebuah film yang harus dinikmati. Bukan saja pada zaman dulu, uh, zaman dulu as in 10 years ago. Dan bukan saja pada setiap kali diorang ada 10 year anniversary atau apa-apa. But it should be available and it should be enjoyed mm-hmm. by as many people as possible so exactly that's, that's something that I think should be considered uh, yeah Eza um, yes <laughs> have we covered have we covered everything uh, is, is there is there any other aspects of this particular film that you want to discuss mungkin ada sesuatu yang saya tidak cakap ke apa ke yang awak ingin olahkan secara lebih mendalam ni ada tak nak olah secara lebih mendalam my last point mm-hmm. would be Um, I found out that um, the editing like production or the SFX and VFX team of this film is actually the same team that did The Matrix. Oh, so, really? So I was like, <laughs> is it? And yeah, like it's it's from like one of the, the people actually involved with this with this film and she, she said that It's the same. So it's like, oh, okay. That's that's super interesting, to be honest. Subhanallah. And, yeah, that's the trivia of it that I found. Wow, I tell you what. I, <laughs> did, I did not know that. Um, there are some aspects of the film where we did see Hang Tuah berlawan dan dia berlompat ke sana, berlompat ke sini, <laughs> macam dia Neo. Macam, and I say, wait, that would be interesting. Alright, a face-off between... And Nase and Keanu Reeves, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, there, there are some aspects that that, that upon further consideration, um, it's mm. not entirely different. Uh, 
But there is certainly um, interesting news. Yeah. Interesting news. <laughs> I, I will have to do a bit more research about that. But this is great. Yeah. This is great. Thank you for that. <laughs> and yeah. and that's about it, I guess. Right? Thank thank you, yeah. Ezra. This thank this has been a very interesting podcast. Uh, saya dah lama nak buat jarang ah. Yeah, we've done it before in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a great day was was one of them. Uh, but saya jarang dapat peluang untuk berbicara hanya mengenai sebuah filem sahaja. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah. it's been a very interesting session that we've had today. Uh, yeah, really the pleasure is mine. Subhanallah. I always love this film and to be recording it in a podcast and share with the whole wide world is <laughs> at least apa yang faham bahasa Melayu dan bahasa Inggeris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apa yang So, yeah, of course, it's, it's a film with finesse and a film that has identity and the film that is unique mm. in so many level, mashallah. And yeah, true. Alright, excellent, excellent. Uh, I tell you what, I think uh, that's all for today. Alright, yeah. any, any final words that you wish to say? Oh, it sounds so final, but you know, for for this recording, for this episode, ada uh, kah ada apa apa yang Ezah ingin sampaikan kepada kepada dengan itulah dengan menonton kembali filem ni in preparation for this podcast. Mengubatlah rindu kepada tanah air tercinta. <laughs> Macamlah jauh. Macam lama sangat. It has been what? Couple months. Uh, more than couple. Six to seven months I'm here. And these little things yang membawa saya kembali ke bumi Malaysia yang very nostalgic lah saya rasa. And I did a vlog on Pantun and and watching this film Hang Toh and Putri Gunggung Keep One saling berbalas Pantun ada masanya. Hmm. So satu perkara yang membuahkan nostalgia dan I think we really need to appreciate and practice not only but, macam bahasa bahasa yang indah ni bukan saja digunakan untuk dalam kelas bahasa Melayu tetapi dipraktikkan yep. supaya yeah. alright certainly <laughs> something for us to consider and yeah. yeah yes thank you so much for having me again this is an honour and so nice to be talking to you with this podcast. No, it's it's our pleasure <laughs> as always. It's always good fun to have you on board and I thank you for having made time for us, okay? And I hope that we will be able to meet up soon and discuss more film stuff, right? But definitely, for now, definitely. <laughs> but for now, tuan-tuan dan puan-puan saya ingin mengucapkan terima kasih kepada Saudari Azah kerana telah sudi menyumbangkan bukan saja waktu beliau untuk perbincangan episod Thoughts on Films pada hari ini. Tetapi juga kepada uh, beliau yang telah banyak membuat research. Eh? Yeah, I know you, you spend a lot of time doing this properly and, and I really do appreciate that. So, thank you very much for that. And also, ladies and gentlemen, tuan-tuan dan sekalian, thank you very much to you guys for having made the time to listen to us. And we'll see you guys soon. Alright? Okay? I'll see you soon, Ezra. Thank you very much. Alright. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum.